I'm Jolie, your branding badass, and welcome to my new podcast, Branding Matters. My guest today is Lindsay Stein, the CEO of Today I'm Brave, an incredible global nonprofit organization focused on unlocking bravery in every child, teen, and young adult around the world. Founded five years ago by David Angelo, the CEO of David and Goliath, their mission is to empower our youth to overcome their biggest obstacles in the areas of diversity, equity and inclusion, education and health and wellness. I invited Lindsay to be a guest on my show to learn how a nonprofit like Today I'm Brave establishes such a strong brand. I wanted to learn what they do differently when it comes to their branding, and I was really curious to learn what challenges COVID has brought to the nonprofit world as a whole. Lindsay, welcome to Branding Matters. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. So let's just get right into it. David Angelo, who founded Today I'm Brave, he is the CEO of David and Goliath, which is a pretty well-known ad agency. Can you tell us a little bit about David and what his motivation was for starting Today I'm Brave? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, First of all, David is just an incredible human. He is a warrior of light and he's a force of all things good. He is really incredible. He's one of my mentors. David has like he has this thing about him where he always talks about living your truth right and he had a pretty hard life personally growing up and i feel like his experiences really shaped who he is today and um when he found david and goliath and went through all of his trials and tribulations personally um and he found david and goliath he found it with something he calls a brave culture and that brave culture really just resonates within the whole agency. It's um, it's in California. It's in LA. If you walk through it, Brave is all over the walls. They have a Brave stage where they have interns go up at the end of their internship and do a speech or a talk. So that Brave leadership and Brave culture is something he founded even within David and Goliath. And then about five and a half, maybe six years ago, he was meditating actually. And out of a meditation came this thought of he really felt like he needed to help a village in Africa. He wanted to help um, children in Africa. He had this burning kind of desire, right? That this was something he had to do. And then he wound up meeting Tiffany Persons uh, shortly after, who's the CEO of Shine on Sierra Leone. And she sat with David and she was telling him how this village in Sierra Leone called Kono was devastated by civil war and the Ebola crisis. And they were really struggling. 300 adults had just died, pre- like pretty much wiping out a whole generation of adults in Kono and leaving 63 children orphaned. And in addition to that, their only elementary school was on the verge of closing. So David was like, well, this is it. Like, I feel like I could help and inspire and we want to work with you. So our roots were in Kono and Sierra Leone. And they went there 7,500 miles away. They brought this brave message and this brave curriculum. They kept the school open. But yeah, that's a kind of a, the roots of Today I'm Brave. Wow. And how did you become, you You seem fairly young. I'm guessing you're in your early 30s, maybe. <laughs> yeah. How did you become the CEO of this incredible organization? I met David probably about seven years ago. I was a journalist for a long time covering marketing and advertising. When I met him, I think I was at Ad Age and I was a reporter there. And I think I was covering uh, some leadership changes or some campaigns. So that's how we met. And then stayed industry friends. I did some panels with him where I moderated panels about purpose. And we always talked about purpose. And we wound up just becoming quick friends and he became a mentor of mine. So fast forward about three years ago, I guess like four years ago now, I became the editor of Campaign Magazine, which is the world's largest creative advertising magazine. It's based in London, but they have offices in Hong Kong and um, they're in India and Turkey and all over. So when I joined as the editor 
for Campaign US. My goal with my remit was to build the US presence, which was challenging, but super exciting. Um, you know, we were the challenger brand. It's kind of our own David and Goliath story, really. Um, but <laughs> we went up against all these other publications. And I always said, even though it was a competition, it's not really, there's so much to cover. And if anything, we kind of differentiated ourselves by covering purpose. And our pillars were around brand purpose, female empowerment, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and uh, ageism. So while we did break a lot of stories, and I'm super proud of that, um, and that's why our you know our subscriptions went up and our, our revenue was great. We did really well focusing on those pillars that were really something personally that I'm passionate about. But yeah, that's uh, that's how I met David, and then transitioned over here in August 2020 during the pandemic, which wow. was an experience. But I think the pandemic really made everyone kind of rethink things and realize that, you know, maybe there's something else out there or something more they could be doing. And I think that's kind of where I was. I was at a point where I was like, I, I want to be doing more good in the world, but what more can I, can I be doing? And when David came with, to me with this opportunity, he was like, I founded this and he's the head of the board. He's like, but I really want to invest in a leader to help bring it to life and tell the story around it. And that's what I was doing a campaign. So he was like, let's uh, do it together. It so it's been a bit of a challenge, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so where does the name come from? Today I'm Brave. Today I'm Brave is just about the fact that, you know, you are brave today, but also you were brave yesterday. But it's more about taking a stand today, regardless of what you're going through. And that could be a small brave act or a large brave act, but whatever that is, whatever is going on in your life today, you could say the statement that I am brave. And you can lift your own spirits, you can inspire others, and then you can bring that feeling and that voice into the world and bring it to, to tomorrow, right? Because what we say is that bravery is a force that's within all of us, and that it's more than a mindset, right? And that force can help unlock so much within you, and you can overcome challenges that may seem insurmountable. So, and we say unlock because we do believe that bravery is already innately within you, within all of us. So we don't want to say we're giving you bravery. We're just going to help, especially children, teens, and young adults, which is our focus, unlock their own bravery. You know, I love when you say unlock because I do believe that. I think that we all have it inside of us and we're conditioned to not tap into it or not even realize it. And I think the people that we meet in our lives that come across the most adversity and that the biggest struggles are probably really the bravest people. Absolutely. I mean, when you haven't really experienced too much adversity or trauma or anything hard, how do you know until you come up against it? And so I love, you know, one of the things I love is hearing people's stories. And, you, you know, you mentioned David and things that he's overcome and how he's giving back now, let's just say, because he's tapped into his own bravery and become obviously very successful and, and now is paying it forward and generous and helping other people. Um, actually, he says brave it forward. So I like that you brave it forward. It forward. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. No, it's so true. And and so you're sort of just guiding people. So you guys have three core pillars of change and inspiration. Can you share what those are and what they mean? Definitely. When I joined, they had done so many amazing things already, but it was a little bit all over the place. There wasn't like a main focus, right? So when they went from Sierra Leone, they went to children's hospitals and cancer wards and spread that brave message to children experiencing, you know, really extreme illnesses and um, trying to overcome disease. And then they went to Puerto Rico and they built a hundred roofs in Puerto Rico after hurricanes Irma and Maria uh, and so on and so forth. They helped homeless youth in LA. So it, it was kind of always about children and youth, but that wasn't stated anywhere. <laughs> so when I joined, I was like, we have to 
refine our focus and come down to like what our mission is, right? So after talking to the team who's super passionate and they love what they do at Today and Brave, we decided we want to focus at least for the next three years, it'll probably be longer on diversity, equity, and inclusion, education, and health and wellness. And we left it kind of broad because those to us are areas that all, they could all be braver, but also, you know, we can help inspire children in all of those areas. We feel like, the, you know, the world in all industries and in all aspects thrives when it is more diverse and more inclusive. So that's, you know, obvious. And we want to help children really feel empowered around DE&I education because, you know, for so many reasons, uh, education is so important. And that's why David and Ileana, his wife, are helping pay or they're going to pay for those 63 orphans to go to college. Everything, you know, goes down to if you are educated, um, you can then, you know, pass on your learning. And it doesn't mean you have to go to college. It's just, you know, whatever education that is in your wheelhouse, in your community, but you can help bring that learning and help another generation. And then health and wellness in so many aspects, whether it's like physical fitness, but also mental health, especially right now, which is why we have a Brave Camp coming in July, because that's around that mental health piece uh, for kids to kind of be disconnected from technology and being in touch with the outdoors. That's great. You have a famous ambassador or you have someone on your board that is pretty well known. Can you share who that is? Yeah. Yeah. So Rosie Perez is on our board. She has been amazing. She was a really, really good big part of the push in Puerto Rico around hundred roofs. She's also friends with David and Ileana. So that, that also helps their personal, okay. personal friends. Yeah. She was great with that. We're hoping we'll do some more with her soon. But, you know, in addition, like we have worked with other celebrities. Like if you look on our website, we had, um, Rami Malek do a brave story before he won an Oscar. And now I don't know if he'll talk to us anymore, but, um, well, it's good. You got him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, so celebrities have been a big part of it, but honestly, my favorite have been even some of the influencers are just like maybe big on Instagram, quote unquote, like Nikia Phoenix, I think is incredible. She is one of our brave ambassadors and she also does a lot with diversity and for uh, young black girls. She's just incredible, but she's been there for us like every step of the way. And then like, you know, Tilly Lockie is a 15 year old girl who was born with a rare disease. They gave her zero chance to live, literally zero chance to live. She defied all odds. She did live. They did have to amputate both of her arms from the elbow up, but they call her the real life bionic girl. She is an inspiration to so many adults and children all around the world. And she actually has her own show on Sky in the UK. She's in Newcastle in England and she is incredible. And she's, I'm so proud to call her one of our brave ambassadors as well. Wow, that is amazing. And her name again is Tilly Lockie. Tilly Lockie. Okay. Yeah, she's yeah, that's incredible. I'm going to check her out for sure. Yeah. Let's talk about branding. It's hard enough to try to raise funds when you're competing with so many other nonprofits that are all worthy and important. What's your strategy? Because I would assume that yeah. would be challenging in regular times. <laughs> but now with what's going on in the world, I can't even imagine how much more challenging that would be, especially people are so many people are, you know, struggling financially and whatnot. So yeah, what's your strategy with your branding? Oh, oh man, where to start on that? I guess the first thing I'll, I'll touch on is when they founded Same Brave, the goal was to partner with other nonprofits because we do believe, you know, all ships rise when you work together. So every single initiative they have done, and even what we are doing now is in partnership with another nonprofit. And we do feel like that partnership model works really well. We partner with about six nonprofits for an empathy mask program that we launched in September. The masks say, I care about you. Hashtag, I care about you. <laughs> and um, and the, those funds, 50% went to Brave, and then the other 50% went to, you could choose like a, from a drop-down list. So there was a, several shelters for LGBT youth and for women and for children, and also Children's Defense Fund. And actually, Tilly was a big part of that and uh, really helped us push that out too. Even though she was in the UK, uh, she really believes in that focus of empathy 
empathy and we all banded together for this pandemic. Who knows, maybe it would have even been shorter. So that's like one of the goals was the whole thing was the mask came in packs of two. So it was wear one and share one and show the world you care. To touch on branding a little bit too, so many people have told me they love the word brave because it means so many things to so many people. You know, it could mean standing up for what you believe in, overcoming your fears, coming out to your family. It could mean a jumping out of an airplane for skydiving. It could mean so many things, getting a new tattoo. It could mean something big or small, whatever it is. People, when they wear it and wear our shirts, even wearing that brave message on your body is empowering. So I've had people tell me that they're wearing their brave shirt when they're going in for cancer treatment, for example, and that it makes them feel braver just wearing it. Or we have these brave mantra cards where we've had children read these brave mantras and it just really helps them. It's almost like affirmations, right? If you say an affirmation in the morning, you're getting in the right mindset. So that's one way that we hope we break through a little bit. I know it's a bit broad. So you want to own brave. Like you want people to associate when they think of brave, you want them to think of your brand. Oh yeah, definitely. And we have some new swag coming out soon and some, we're calling it Brave Wear and it looks oh, yeah, really I'm awesome. Excited. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so good. It does. It looks like awesome. I'm super pumped yeah. um, because it's something you also want to wear because it looks cool, but it also, oh, yeah. you know, it, it comes from a good place as well. So you touched on something that's my wheelhouse, obviously, you know, we yeah. talked about swag and merch and everything. And I have these badass t-shirts that I give out to people and I get people reaching out to me this. all the time wanting one and they, you know, they want to wear it with pride, it's right? True. Because I I mean, the way you sort of want to own brave, I want to own badass for my own. <laughs> and they're not that far off, really. I mean, a lot of the things you said are very similar. And what I define as what a badass means. When you mentioned about people going in for cancer treatment and wearing that brave t-shirt or whatever, they're, because there's so much meaning behind it, but there's that emotional connection, right? So mm-hmm. when you talk about owning the word brave and using that in your branding, I think that's really powerful. And nobody else can really do that. Or they can do it, but for you to have that association, because ultimately you you wanted people to think of you first. Exactly, exactly. And that's actually something we say too. We say that this is a kind of like a suit of armor for your grandiose ideas and for your dreams and for the way you express yourself for your heart and your mind. We kind of jokingly say this, but it kind of is true too. If we start to do like baseball caps or beanies or something, that's kind of like a a thought protector of like keeping your positive thoughts within yourself, right? Because it's all, we're calling it brave wear because it gives you the permission to use your voice and to live your truth. And when you wear it, you could be your whole self authentically and unapologetically. So that's why we're so excited about that. Oh, I love that. Brave wear. (laughs) Yeah, I got some great ideas for some braver. (laughs) We're going to talk after this. Yeah, that's amazing. Another thing I was thinking about too, when you're talking about brave, I would also say that to be brave, you have to be vulnerable. Maybe I should pose this as a question instead of a statement. Do you think that you can be brave without being vulnerable? Like, do you think they're mutually exclusive or do you think they go together? That's a really good question. Um, I personally think the bravest people are vulnerable. And there's even research that backs this up. And I've even done stories on this back in the day. But the <laughs> best leaders in the world um, are vulnerable, quote unquote, the ones that open up and share with their teams and with their staff what they're going through and humanizing who they are. They're not just like a, a boss figurehead. They're a real human, right? And when pe- when you do that and you open up to people, you see that we're not all that dissimilar. We all have our own, like our own stuff going on. We're all humans. We all have our own brave story. And I feel like if you're too guarded it's not good for anybody. You're not going to be helping. You're not going to be able to inspire anybody if you're just like a a talking head that's not being real, right? So that's why we say living your truth. And I feel like in order to live your truth, you have to be vulnerable and you have to be able to open up. Yeah, because to be vulnerable, I mean, you're ex- you're exposing yourself. I think of words like vulnerability, risk-taking. Those are all things yeah. I think that if you had brave as like the umbrella would come under that. 
from my oh, perspective. Absolutely. So definitely. it's like that quote, right? That famous quote that everything great in your life is on the other side of fear. Right. Um, which is one of my favorite quotes. And that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that. It's a great name and you it's a great organization what you guys are doing. So let me ask you, what was your first Brave Act that you want to oh. share with us? Oh, first ever or <laughs> more, more recent? <laughs> um, taking this job in a way sounds silly, but it's like I, I did love being a journalist. I was a bit scared taking this because it's completely different and new and it's in the middle of a pandemic. So definitely that. And then I guess on a more personal level, I like this is a like really personal, but we're talking about vulnerability. So why <laughs> yeah. not? I am. Um, no pressure here. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, no, you're fine. I, I, you know, I think it's when you do kind of realize who you are. And I was with somebody for almost 10 years. And I decided at that point, you know, that's kind of the point in your life where like, oh, you get married or you you don't. And it was for me when I realized that I was kind of living someone else's truth and that wasn't fair. And um, I needed to do something for me and needed to, you know, end that relationship in order to kind of live the life I wanted to live. So I feel like that uh, was a brave act for sure. Yeah. Sometimes hard, but sometimes you need to do that in order to make sure you know who you are personally. I, I can second that. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, that was a great brave act. I was going to say bungee jumping for me, so not quite as deep. But skydiving on my list. Yeah, skydiving might be the next one. <laughs> no, that's a good one too. No, I, I'm just teasing. I I agree with you too. I mean, I was in a relationship. I was married, and you know, left that and started over. Starting over is is a huge leap of faith. Um, exactly, but, but so important. Mm-hmm. But you only live once, right? So exactly. Okay, so I want to go back to you mentioned earlier about partners. How do you choose the partners that you decide that you want to do it with? And in what regions? I mean, you mentioned Africa and um, different places, but are you looking at <laughs> conquering the world? I mean, are you looking at taking, <laughs> you know, brave all over the globe? Yes, absolutely. That is, uh, David and I talk about that all the time. And obviously, we know that won't be in three years, it might not even be in six years. But eventually, we want this to be we want people to be wearing our brave wear all around the world. And we believe that we can do that. And we want to be in children's hospitals and in cancer wards, we want our branding up there, we want like brave murals on the walls, and maybe in the walls of high schools. So yes, that is definitely a goal for us to be global. And then um, what was there? There was one more Canada, we don't have a partner in Canada yet. <laughs> but if you know anyone, let me know. Um, and Definitely. then in terms of brand partnerships, um, we do work with brands and that is kind of, you know, depends on the initiative and also their values and their purpose. We've worked with Kia a lot and we have some brands I'm not going to say yet because they're not hundred percent in yet, but once you say they're interested in the camp and in Brave Week. And I think right now, even though economically it might be hard with the pandemic, I think a lot of brands and marketers are looking for ways to align themselves more with purpose. So in a way it might be a positive for us, even though we, you know, it is also kind of a tough time. Mm -hmm. You're obviously very, very, very passionate about, you know, not just brave, but it seems you're about helping the underdog and paying it forward. And you can see the passion oozing out of you. And you just it's just it's infectious. And so I'm, I'm really actually glad that we connected. And I look forward to working with you and, you know, moving forward beyond this. So if anyone wants to learn more about today, I'm brave or about you, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Oh, well, first of all, thank you. <laughs> that made me blush. And I'm glad no one can see that. Um, and uh, Instagram, I, um, I'm definitely on that a lot. <laughs> so that'd be, uh, it's at Lindsay underscore Stein, but it's also the same at Lindsay underscore Stein on Twitter. And it's also that on Clubhouse. Um, so pretty easy to find it's the same on all three of those. Uh, Facebook, same thing. And my email is lindsay.stein at todayimbrave.org. I actually put my email on my Twitter because I don't mind people directly emailing me. I might not answer you all right away, but I will definitely answer. And for Today and Brave, same thing on Instagram, you could DM. And there's also a general uh, on the website, which is todayimbrave.org. 
Today on Brave.org. Okay, great. Okay, well, thank you again. I appreciate it. And I look forward to speaking with you and working with you in the near future. Yes, thank you so much. I'm really, really happy that I got to be on this with you. I'm honored and I feel like our work together is definitely not done. So we have some <laughs> good stuff coming. Sounds great. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay, bye. This episode of Branding Matters is brought to you by Activate Brand Purpose, a new book written by business strategists Scott Goodson and Chip Walker of Strawberry Frog. Featured on Bloomberg and in Inc. Magazine, Activate Brand Purpose shows readers what is wrong with purpose and lays out a pragmatic roadmap for how CEOs, CHROs, and CMOs can galvanize the people who matter inside the company and out. In the process, leaders can transform the culture and habits of employees, grow the company while making much-needed positive impacts in our communities and in our world. Companies that activate purpose thrive. So go to activatebrandpurpose.com to get your hands on this summer's hottest read. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, please remember to rate and review on whatever platform you listen to. And if you want to learn more about me, the branding badass, you can find me on all social media under, you guessed it, branding badass. Thanks again. And until next time, here's to all you badasses out there. Mm -hmm.